I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is a podcast about the resale world, its explosion online and offline, my 20 years pawing through old t-shirts, and what it means for you. I'm your host, Meredith Feynman, and I'm joined by my bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane. Hey, Mare. Uh, Good to see you, as always. You guys can't see us, but we can see each other. We can see each other. <laughs> a l- little, little, you know, how, how, how the sausage gets made behind the scenes. But uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we're doing something that was requested and is something that we will continue to do as we get into our It Never Gets Old City Guides. And that is the It Never Gets Old Shopping Guide to Resale in Washington, D.C. So, Mayor, you are a D.C. native. You know your way around the town. And you have mentioned in the past that there are some limitations to the fashion scene. Uh, you're not that far from New York. I'm very jealous of the fact that you can get on a train and be in New York in you know, just a couple of hours, but that is neither here nor there. But you've also been around the world uh, looking for shopping. But you've also mentioned that there are some things in D.C. that you can't get other places, and it can be a good place to find uh, special items. Totally. So a bit of backstory. You can listen to our entire back catalog. We've been doing this since April of this year. There are tons of episodes, but I will give a little refresher on on me and, and why I'm even doing this and, and what DC means to me for secondhand. So I've been secondhand shopping for about 20 years straight and I'm 32 and my mother is a prolific secondhand shopper as well. And I have actually the pay stub from the very first article she wrote for the Washington Post, which was a roundup of thrift stores. Uh, which I have subsequently written um, many different times. It's funny. And she took me to now no longer exists, or I would include secondhand rows for sure on the list, uh, a resale shop that I didn't know was, and I didn't know what it was. I saw this cool CNC California tank top 
And, you know, 11, 12 year old me was like, wow, this is amazing. And I looked at the price tag and it was like eight or nine bucks. And I was like, I love it, but it's totally mislabeled. Like for sure, there's no way this is how much this costs. And the time uh, rose of secondhand rose because I asked her, I was like, you know, is this really only nine dollars? And she was like, yeah, well, it's consignment. And I said, well, what does that mean? And she said, it means it belonged to someone else first. And I was like, great, cool. That's cool. And I ripped off the tag and didn't even wash it and put it on my bod and have been basically doing the exact same thing since uh ripping those tags off and putting them on my bod around the world around the country but the first place I did ever consignment shop was Washington DC so I want to break down the different places that I'm shopping I guess the different store owners for you to ask for because at this point uh they know me too and uh, a little bit about the fashion scene in the nation's capital So Sarah, what do you think of when you think of Washington, D.C. when it comes to fashion? The last time I was in D.C. was, ooh, gosh, we're going on 20 years ago. And I think of D.C. as power suits and a lot of kind of dark FBI agent fabric and sort of old oaky bars and people who are doing lots of deals you know under the table because you know I watch too much television but yeah I don't really know what the DC kind of look is outside of that political type thing where where everybody's kind of in a suit every day yeah and I think that that is like the general perception of Washington and fashion in Washington was just you know sort of suits and there's a lot of that there's a lot of like work a lot of workwear DC is a great place to get like a lot of secondhand Ann Taylor, J. Crew, Theory suits, but that's not really what I'm talking about here. I've always loved secondhand shopping in DC because I will wear the more out there, the more fashion forward, the more sculptural pieces, and uh, they can sometimes be less popular here. Though I will say, growing up in Washington, I did not like it. Uh, and one reason, one one huge reason was because fashion. I felt like there was no fashion. And DC has greatly, greatly evolved since then. And I would say over the past decade, the creative class of entrepreneurs and people in lifestyle and fashion, our good friend, uh, Steve Place, opened a store called Somewhere uh, in Navy Yard with some friends. And he's involved. And that's a lot of men's streetwear. Um, but DC really gets the shaft when it comes to like how people think about fashion. And there is a tremendous amount of fashion in DC. And instead, I think that people sort of stick to whatever they've seen people wear on West Wing or House of Cards or whatever, right. which is certainly certainly a sliver of people, but not not it. Like I'm not I'm never rocking a pencil skirt. Um, and a lot of my friends aren't either. And I think especially as I would say work in general has gotten more casual in the gig economy and DC is very much no longer a one industry town of just only government. A lot of people are rocking a lot of great things, which means they're selling a lot of great things, which means you can buy a lot of great things. So I got some devastating, devastating news this past week, which actually was due to an ING listener tagging me. God, I love you guys. Like, please look us up on Instagram at INGO podcast. Email us at hello at ingopodcast.com. But I love hearing from you guys, whether it's an email form or in the Instagram DMs. You know, I don't have any flirting going on in my DMs. It's just like people sending me outfits or like things I should buy <laughs> or like that's what that's what my flirting looks like. But an ING listener tag me crossroads is going out of business what are you kidding 
Only in DC, thank God. I was. Oh gosh, I was gonna say. I mean, that would be dramatic. I mean, I would be on the floor. But a bummer for you though, because that's your local crossroads. I am despondent. So uh, I think by the time you this will be going into your ears, dear listeners. Crossroads DC will be done but previously I had spent a lot of time in there they had the occasional good thing and a lot of price fixing uh not in the like illegal sense of price fixing but in the sense of they had limits on what they could charge for things so I just got a pair of like Comme des Garcons Converse high tops you know with little hearts on them for like thirty two fifty, which is exactly what I wanted to pay for them and uh, I would spend my time though mostly selling there and then taking that credit and using it in New York alas R.I.P. Crossroads, VB sad. I'm so sad. I take so many wa- walks to Crossroads. That's like, I walk and listen to my podcast, and I go to Crossroads all the time. I don't know. I, I'm I'm very I'm very upset. So I'm pouring one out for Crossroads, but that doesn't mean there aren't other good places. So first, let's talk about Ella Rue. Ella Rue was started by my friend Krista Johnson. Uh, and her sister, Alexa Johnson. And I first met Krista when I was in college. She had run a consignment store that was above a different place in Georgetown. Now her now her store, Ella Rue, is at 32nd and P. And by all means, tell her you listen to the podcast and you know Meredith, even if, you know, only on the podcast interwebs. That's totally fine. And she's a huge fan of the podcast. But I met Krista when I was in college. And I remember her because she was wearing this Dolce & Gabbana dress that I thought was really cool that I remember seeing at Lomans, R.I.P. Lomans. And Krista has amazing things. So Ella Rue, I would say, is more on the designer end, though they do have, they've started selling some new stuff. Krista has some great accounts, like she sells... I think they pronounce them macage coats. She sells James jeans. She sells LNA. All of that stuff is new. She's been able to like really blend the two, which is very, very hard to do. But she sells a lot of amazing designer dresses. She definitely gets the Georgetown set, which is a little preppier, but high end, beautiful things, great handbags. And she is totally the nicest. Uh, so I've gotten many, many things there. Most recently, a pair of vintage Chanel red silk pants that I love because I love nothing more than a power pant. Uh, so I, I always send a ton, a ton of people to Ella Rue. And Krista's just so nice. And I really hope that the culture of consignment isn't isn't too run out by some of these these big businesses that are sort of shifting the marketplace. The general fashion scene is shifting. We talked on a recent episode that Forever 21 filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Doesn't really mean the story's going out of business, but it means that they have to rethink how they're making money. Fast fashion is in a lull of sorts. So the consignment world, you'd think, would be flourishing in times like this. But I think that there is also so much online shopping that people are doing, not realizing that they can get a deal by shopping online consignment. And that's where the, you know, the circle kind of has to be completed. And I know for a lot of people that I talk to, it's they're not quite there yet. Totally. And I think that, I mean, there's something so nice about going into a store Though Ella Rue does sell some stuff online, I will link to their website. A lot of these stores do, but it's just not the same thing as getting that like one-on-one attention. 
Uh, I've also like made a lot of friends in Krista's store of other people that come in. Sometimes I run into my doctor in there who who uh, has always been a clothes horse like me. That's a fun doctor conversation. Like, hey, am I living? Great. What'd you get recently? I mean, that is exactly how it goes. But she gets kind of weird. And I'm like, no, girl, it's fine. Like, we're both shopping. Like, what you buying? What you selling? Like, I tried to buy a pair of Celine sandals off of her. And she was like, I feel like there are boundaries here. And I was like, just kidding. There are no boundaries. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely made, like, a lot of friends in the store. And, like, that's a fun thing to do. So I, I will support my friends. Across the street is Red's Trading. We'll put this in a list in the episode notes. Uh, so Red's Trading is not quite as high end, but it's a good mixture of brands and it is really affordable because it's resale. So uh, Ella Rue is consignment, which means it's a little bit more expensive because the stuff is on loan until it sells and the that seller gets 50%. But Red's trading is resale, which means they're buying it off you on the spot. So if you are considering selling at Red's, uh, know that you will get less money than if you're, say, selling at Ella Rue and Ella Rue will go through and take your stuff and so will Red's. All these places, for the most part, will. Um, and I'll give you any any tips I've, I've picked up along the way. But Red's Bethesda... Um, right outside of DC is better than Red's Georgetown. It's significantly bigger, but they are they are selling stuff for not a lot, and their handbags get marked down. Like if by time of recording, they still have a Gucci fanny pack, which the youths now call belt bags. It was at like a very good price, and it's black. Like I can't believe someone hasn't bought it yet. Now we're like really <laughs> getting in there, but uh, they have some men's, which is I think it's the only place in DC which I'll talk about Buffalo Exchange, but it's really the only secondhand shop that has stuff for men, which is a huge opportunity in D.C. And men's fashion in D.C. is very much flourishing, very, very much. And I feel like a lot of Sarah and my mutual friends and other people I know in the city are like very fashionable men that are are realizing that there's there's a big opportunity there. Selling at Reds, though, you get like very little to no money. Take the credit. You always get more in credit and it goes really far. And I've like randomly found amazing gems there and stuff is not priced high because they own it and they want to move it. And when they have sales, everything is so, so inexpensive because they're trying to move it. So I'm trying to think of like what I most recently bought at Reds. God, I have so much from them, but nothing's too pricey and it's and it's resale. They definitely have less of a designer selection, lots of good staples. They have a whole like Lululemon rack uh, if you're into really wanting some secondhand Athletica. And, and so they do well there. Then also in Georgetown is a place that my mom and I frequent a lot, which is a little bit different. Um, some of my favorite thrift stores are tied to churches or tied to good causes. And I guess, I think it's called the Christ, my mom and I just call it Christ Opportunity Shop, which isn't the name. It's like the Christ Opportunity Shop of XYZ Church of Washington, uh, which is also in Georgetown. And they have a lot of like, then we're getting into like China, but I did get like a sick vintage leather chair from them, which tend to be really expensive and it was not. And then I got my Uber driver um, to carry it upstairs to my house for me. So, uh, I don't know, Sarah, have you gotten to secondhand housewares at all? That's so not as much my thing, but you know, there's always room for growth. Oh man. I mean, it, it's funny in a, a Slack channel that Meredith and I are both uh, part of with a bunch of mutual friends of ours. 
uh, there was a whole thread going on about like cool coffee makers. Like what's the coolest coffee maker? You know, what's the coolest coffee grinder? And just, you know, Amazon links being thrown around. And that's the sort of thing where I'm like, this is perfect to get half price because all it has it has one job. You know, there there are certain things where I think someone would be like, nah, I don't want a coffee maker that someone else has used. I do not care about that stuff at all. I don't care about uh, secondhand plates. Are they clean? Great, I'll take them. You know, I gotta have to. I gotta clean them anyway. I'm gonna make them dirty myself. There is nothing really in the housewares department that would move the needle negatively for me. Oh yeah, totally. They have beautiful things at Christ Opportunity Shop. Um, it's impossible to sell to. Don't try. Uh, they had an issue where they were getting robbed a lot. Um, and oh. so they stopped like buying certain designer items. This is here to say like that there's like, Oh, so, Oh, so they're, so they're like, this, this is like, like high end stuff that's uh, affiliated with the church. No, it all goes, I think to a church. Um, hmm. but it's no, but some of it's nice because, okay. So basically for those of you that don't live in Washington, DC, this is the Georgetown area, which is like the old money, like very wealthy people and whether they're giving them this stuff or it's getting donated because they passed away, like some of it's very fancy and some of it's not, but they do this great thing where they like sell uh, succulents in mismatched China. And I have one that says, um, I'm silently correcting your grammar with a giant <laughs> succulent you. coming out of it. Very me. Um, but upstairs they do have some fashion stuff. They randomly like not as much because as I said, they kept getting robbed because it's like a bunch of little old lovely little old ladies just like standing there so a lot of the designer stuff got stolen but they do have some good fur coats and they randomly get like designer handbags or designer jewelry so I always like to talk about them because I like poking around even though like I'm not gonna go in and like buy like a crystal vase on like a Tuesday but you know I might (laughs) you never you never know my mom belongs to a church over here on the west coast and she often volunteers at the church's kind of offshoot store, which sounds a lot like what you're talking about. That store does not have designer anything. There is no jewelry. Well, that's not true. There is a little bit of jewelry in there, but like not nice stuff. This is sort of like it would be something that someone was getting for pennies because, you know, because they needed to, which is a whole other thing. But 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 what you're talking about sounds pretty fun. Yeah, and it totally depends. Like one of my favorite like church affiliated thrift stores is on Main Street in I guess technically Santa Monica between Santa Monica and Venice and I've gotten great stuff there. Like Sarah, I'll drag you there next time I'm in LA. So I mean always check out like thrift stores. That's a great one that happens to be in DC. Here's another these are actually all in, in one sort of radius. There's something called Kick Spot, which is a lot of secondhand hype beast streetwear so a lot of secondhand sneakers you know back right when yeezys came out like they had them for like a gazillion dollars they're mostly men's but they have some women some smaller sizes they have you know like supreme stuff that people are you know reselling they do have a consignment model i once tried to sell a pair of like i think i talked about this I don't remember on what episode, but I'll, I'll tell it again, which is that like you shouldn't resell things you don't know much about necessarily. So I tried once to they weren't Jordans. Maybe they were Jordans like Nike Air Jordans are like a completely different podcast 
themselves. They're a completely different industry, sneakers and, and specifically Jordans. And I guess I got a hot tip that like a streetwear store that I like in DC got ones that were going to go for a shit ton of money. So I bought two pairs, which I didn't know anything about. I bought the wrong sizes. I bought a size eight, which like no man, it, that's a very hard men's size because it's small um, and a size 10, which is fine. But like they sat at Kickspot forever and they pay you out, I think, in cash or at least they used to. But, you know, it's one of those places you go into, Sarah, where like they have like one of the sneaker and it's in plastic wrap and everything. If you're selling the kick spot, it has to be brand new and you have to bring authentication stuff because all that sneaker stuff gets faked. Have you ever shopped in a place like that? Uh, not for myself. Sneakers are whatever to me. I mean, I'm like walking through the mud these days. It's been raining for days where I live. So I'm kind of like, eh, what? you know, who cares? But there are certain kinds of shoes that I would I would want them to be presented to me in that way. So I so I get it and I get why why the the customers would be happy shopping in this fashion. Yeah, and the secondhand like sneaker universe, like you can't I mean the price tanks the second you step it on the ground. Like you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So that's Kickspot. Um so then I want to get into a place I've been shopping for a really long time, which is Secondi. Uh, Secondi is a consignment store on DuPont Circle. Sarah, when was the last time you were in D.C., if ever? D.C. So I've been to D.C. twice in my life. First time was like seventh grade trip. You know, you go to the Lincoln Memorial. You do all that stuff. Uh, The second time was... I was there for work. I had to do something at like the National Archives. I don't know. It was just a long story. But uh, that was probably in 2004... And I actually was traveling with a coworker who lived in the DuPont Circle area for some time. So he kind of showed us around. And I remember being like, this is cool. I like it here. Yeah. I mean, I love D.C. D.C. definitely like is cooler than people think. Hello, I live there. But like, you know, it's it's a good spot. So DuPont Circle is, you know, DuPont's a, you know, longtime popular area of D.C., and Secondi has been going strong for like 25 years, woman-owned business, um, and they're a consignment store. And I remember going there, I think at the very beginning of college, maybe at the very end of high school, because I started to get really into, I've always been very into fashion, but then I started to get even more into resale. I started selling a lot of stuff, buying a lot of stuff, and every single time a friend from college that would come visit me, we were on breaks from college, we'd go to Secondi, ask for Shannon. I love that this is getting so specific, I'm like telling you actual people to ask for but ask for Shannon (laughs) Um, and so Secondi is uh, a consignment model but one where everything goes down by 10% every month so if you're willing to wait but you gotta like you know it's a calculated risk like if you wait on these Chanel boots like someone might grab them before you but if you wait a month they're 10% less and 10% less and 10% less Um, and I think that's over the course of three months if you're selling to Secondi you make an appointment you know they take I would say a mixture of brands, but on the like more contemporary and high end side, heavy on the contemporary. Uh, I have one consigner there that I love and I know her consigner number. I don't know her and I will not give that away. I will take that to my grave. But I look at the tag and I'm like, oh, it's it's what's her face because I know her consigner number <laughs> memorized, which is really crazy. But, you know, I've sold to Secondi for years. My mom sells to Secondi. They have great stuff. They have great sales uh, in February and in August. They have an extra 10% off of everything. And they just have like a generally good selection and just a lot of awesome women work in there. That's where I got our friends uh, sunglasses that we spoke of that in our, you know, gift episode. 
So it's an overall, overall good spot. Getting into some vintage. DC does not have great vintage, but there's some. First, there's Meeps and Adams Morgan, uh, which I think is just generally overpriced. They're, it's well curated, but I'm not gonna pay $120, $130, $140 for a secondhand denim jacket. Like, Sarah, you know me, like there's no way. I wanna pay 20 bucks tops. Yeah, yeah, that seems, even for something you really want, that seems quite high. Yeah, and you know, listen, the folks at Meeps, you can't sell to them, I don't think. Um, they're one, a lot of vintage stores don't, you know, take individual sellers coming on in. They buy from, you know, sales around the country. They buy from like special vendors. You can't do that. Um, but an, a vintage store I love, which is actually, it's like very high fidelity, very like pretty and pink. It's called Joint Custody on U Street. And it ha it's also a record store. So it's a record store with a great assortment uh, vintage t-shirts and a lot of vintage menswear but like I also wear I also wear menswear so that's fun and I've sold to them a couple times you know random t-shirt here or there but like you can also I also you know go in and pretend to like be like oh yeah I love vinyl <laughs> there's something about consignment and vinyl that I don't know maybe because everything's old it just works well and it like makes the whole thing more fun and cool or something yeah and like last but not least or last and least whatever there's goodwood uh which also has some furniture in there i don't think they have vinyl but they have like some vintage furniture um actually miss pixies which is a very well-known secondhand thrift but like they've restored a lot of it they're a very picky store um on 14th street in dc and they have a cookie jar and it always says take one i take like a handful of six and walk around like the asshole i am <laughs> but they they have like usually a very 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 small selection of vintage clothing it's like a teeny tiny rack and i don't think you can sell to them and same goes with goodwood they have like other stuff like perfumes and it's like a very like rustic lumber sexual like i'm a guy who's gonna like wear a flannel and like drink out of a mason jar unironically <laughs> maybe ironically but like i got this mason jar like not at tj maxx so i mean these are all different places you can do it, go in dc i have exhausted all of them uh and sarah you gotta come so i can take you Oh, my God. I can't wait. In fact, we've been talking about this forever. Meredith comes out to L.A., which I no longer even live in anymore, but she comes to the West Coast fairly regularly, and there's a lot of vintage, um, but it's different. And as, Mer as you've kind of laid out in past episodes, depending on the city that you're in, you can get good stuff. You know, you went to San Francisco recently, and you were like, huh, California's a big state. It's different up here. Down in LA, they're they're selling other stuff. And I think that the more that you care about the consignment world, the more that uh, regions, the further you get away, it's kind of fun, you know, because you're hunting for stuff that you might not even get at home. Totally. And like DC, I mean, you can also get a lot of like great blazers and suits. I'm talking about stuff that I'm into, but there is a lot of people with you know, more buttoned up, you know, pun intended jobs. And so should you want an array of blazers from Ann Taylor or J. Crew, 
uh, or anywhere blazers are made and sold, which shout out to a good blazer, come here and buy them. <laughs> but otherwise, like, you know, hit me up when you're here and I'll give you my spots. But like, that's the DC lowdown. Tell me what you're looking for. Tell me what you're getting in DC. And shout out to all my friends that run stores and own stores. Word on the street is that we're getting a real, real store. I heard that from a reliable source, so stay tuned. I'll let you know. You can find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you can submit a question, a query, a love note, whatever you want. Always email us at hello at ingopodcast.com. Slide into the DMs on social meds, Twitter, Instagram, at ingopodcast. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and it never gets old. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.